to talk about praise. The focus this morning is praise specifically. Um, We're going to discuss literally what the topic says, the truth about praise. So today we'll be talking about the truth about praise. It's incredible how, and I'm I'm purposefully walking away so I don't look at you when I say this. (laughs) It's incredible how everybody has become an expert on praise and worship. Yes, pastor. Everybody has an opinion on how praise and worship should be. And the truth is there's actually nothing wrong with that for you. You should be able to experience worship and praise with God in your own capacity, in your own home, however you feel led to do. As long as you mean it sincerely from your heart, that's absolutely wonderful. But here at the church, we have a desire, and I'm going to say it plainly the way that it is, a desire, we're still learning, to do it the way that the Lord wants us to do it. Because praise and worship is a part of the expression of the church. And we want to, we want to bring praise and worship to the congregation in a way that is absolutely scriptural. So we endeavor to do the very best that we can to present this to you in a way that is plain, simple, from the Bible. What does God say about praise? And this morning as we dive into this, I believe that some things you probably know, but there might be some things that you don't know. Most certainly, I think one of the most common things is that people have a tendency to praise God for what He has done. And that is good but that is not where it should stop. That's only one reason why we praise God. And we'll, we'll break it down this morning and take a look at different aspects of praise. But specifically, there's one area we'll focus on this morning after I've laid a very small foundation. Let's go to Psalm 108, verse number one. The Hebrew language has several words for praise. It's not one word only for praise. And we need to know these words because they will help us to understand What does it mean to praise God? What does it actually mean to give Him praise? Psalm 108 verse number one says, O God, my heart is steadfast. I will sing and give praise even with my glory. Awake, lute and harp. I will awaken the dawn. The Hebrew word for praise there is the word Zamar, and it actually has no consonants, it's, I mean, no, no vowels, it's actually spelled Z-M-R in Hebrew, and it means simply this, to sing or to play an instrument, to sing or to play an instrument. Now, I want you to understand something. When you look at the Greek or the Hebrew language, there are many ways to try and interpret a specific word. I'm going to come at it this morning from just the basics in, in, the, in, the, in this, what I mean by that is, this is what the Hebrew dictionary means. This is, what they, this is what it means. Now, when I give you a translation, or when someone gives you a translation of a word, what it actually means, just so you know how it works, there are several different dictionaries that interpret the Scripture or give you, it's kind of like in, in the English language, we have the Oxford Dictionary or we have this kind of dictionary, so they give you what that word means. Is that okay? So I'm going to give it to you very plainly. I'm not going to try and make a word something that it isn't. Is that okay? So this word here means to sing or to play an instrument. So we know right off the bat that praise has a lot to do with singing. 
singing is a part of praise. And clearly, right off the bat here, an instrument is often included, not exclusively, but most certainly included in praise. Let's continue in the same scripture. Let's go to verse number three. I will praise you, O Lord, among the peoples, and I will sing praises to you among the nations. For your mercy is great above the heavens, and your truth reaches to the clouds. The word here in the Hebrew for praise in verse number three is the word yada. And again, actually the spelling, there's no vowels. It's just Y-D-H in Hebrew. And, and here what it means is when you're saying praise, you're saying, I give thanks. I give thanks to God. I give appreciation to God. It also means, and I've looked at this quite intensely at several different dictionaries, and, and, and the closest is throwing hands. So I would imagine that it's really like thanking God with expression, you know, raising your hands to Him, lifting your hands to Him, giving Him praise. Are you with me? But in an expression of thanksgiving, many of the commentators also, or many of the translators also use the word confession. I don't believe that this is necessarily confessing your sins. I believe it's confessing thanksgiving, confessing praise and appreciation, appreciation and thanksgiving, throwing your hands. So it's an expressive way of, God, I give you thanks. I give you praise. And you mean, I'm throwing my hands like this, but you can do it like this, however you want. Is that okay? Just the fact is though, is that something is happening with us. We are not standing still. We are not doing nothing. We are responding to who God is by giving Him praise and appreciation for what He has done. For what He has done. Amen. Let's go to Psalm 145, verse number 2. Now, we've already looked at two different words. Let's look at another Hebrew word for praise. Every day I will bless you and I will praise your name forever and ever. The Hebrew word here is spelt H-L-L. And this is an interesting one because this one has some interesting meaning. Let's take a look. It says, exclaim hallelujah. Exclaim hallelujah. Now, I want you to know exclaiming means to exclaim. So it's not like hallelujah. It's more like hallelujah. Brett does it the best. I don't think he's here this morning, but no one says hallelujah like Brett. Okay? So it's like really like hallelujah. It's almost, it would almost suggest like shouting hallelujah. Now we'll get to shouting because it's part of praise. We'll get there. It says here to be foolish. To be foolish. So when you praise, praise is not always going to be dignified. It's not always going to be comfortable. You might actually look a little silly when you're praising. And I really believe by the end of this morning, you'll understand why. Because we don't just get silly to be silly. We get silly because we have reason to get silly. We, we, we get expressive because we have reason to be expressive. And there's no question that we do. Some people in the room might be saying, well, you know, Pastor Alex, I really don't have any reason to praise God. I'd like to differ with you this morning. I'll show you why you should give Him praise in just a moment. This word also means to sing, to celebrate. It says, it says to, to sing, to celebrate, to praise highly. So definitely this is expressive. 
it even you know means perhaps when it says to be foolish, maybe I don't think it's like singing like you do when you're in the shower. I think it's more like maybe even maybe even dancing a little bit. I don't know, but dance is most certainly a part of praise. And and again, we'll 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 break that down as we go on. In verse number three, he says, Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised, and his greatness is unsearchable. One generation shall praise your words to another. The Hebrew word here is spelled S-B-H. That's no, no vowels again. And that simply means to praise the Lord or to shout. To shout. You know, oftentimes you'll be in a church service and the, and the pastor or the leader will say, let's give a shout to the Lord. And I know some of you sit there and go, oh, here he goes again. <laughs> See, the problem is you don't understand why you're shouting. I know why I'm shouting. So when I shout, I don't just shout to make a noise. I shout because something is shifting. Something is changing. In me, something is changing. I'm going from where I am now to somewhere else because I have reason to shout to the Lord. Amen. Amen. Praise is an act of acknowledgement, acknowledging God. We acknowledge His, His goodness. We acknowledge his, his mercy. So, so why should we praise Him? Let's take a look at a few reasons from the Scriptures as to why we should pray him. Now, now praise Him. Now remember, there is no ways I can read all the Scriptures about why we should praise Him. So I'm just going to give you a few. But take a look at this. Psalm 117 verse number 1 says, Praise the Lord, all you Gentiles. Lord Him, all you peoples. Now, you have to ask why. He's going to tell us in verse number two. For his merciful kindness is great towards us. His merciful kindness is great towards us. And the truth of the Lord endures forever. And again, he's saying, just because of what I've told you, praise the Lord. So you might be sitting there thinking, I don't have any reason to praise him. Well, now you do. You do. Because he says, that His merciful kindness is great towards us. You need some mercy. I need some mercy. I'm so grateful that it's, 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 His merciful kindness is great towards us. His truth endures forever. That's a reason to shout. So when someone says, well, the Word of God is not relevant, you say, listen, His truth endures forever. Forever doesn't mean yesterday. Forever means forever. Not Old Testament only, forever, forever, forever. His truth endures forever. And you can praise Him because of that. Let's take a look at another one. Psalm 95, verse number one. Oh, come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout joyfully to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before His presence with thanksgiving. Let us shout. There's shouting again. Joyfully to Him with psalms. So we can see shouting, we can see thanksgiving, we can see psalms, singing, praises. And then why should we do it? He's going to tell us in verse number three, for the Lord is the great God. Do you understand that you serve the great God, not only the great God, but the great King above all gods? He is the greatest. You have the privilege, you have the honor of knowing 
the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. You know the God above all gods. He shamed all the gods of Egypt. He put them to shame. He made a spectacle of them. And when Jesus died on the cross, He took care of every other principality and power. Every other deity, every other high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. You serve the King of kings and the Lord of lords. That's reason right there to get up and give Him a shout. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Psalm 106, verse number one. Just hang with me. Just stick, stick, just stick around. Amen. Praise the Lord. Oh, give thanks to the Lord. Why? Why should we? This one's important. Remember this for a little bit later on. For He is good. For His mercy endures forever. His mercy endures forever. This is one of my favorite scriptures. His mercy endures forever. You know, anger is but for a moment, but His mercies are new. His mercies are new. He is compassionate and He is merciful. The God who could just go click and it's the end of you is full of compassion and love and mercy. That's a reason to give Him praise. That's a reason to celebrate Him, to shout. You see, but when we talk about these things, a lot of us kind of begin to think to ourselves, well, you know, that's all really great, Pastor Alex, but, you know, how does that help me now? Well, the fact is, is that it really does help you. <laughs> you see, what people don't understand is that praise is not something, as I said, that you do only for what you've received, even though God is doing all those things all the time. The fact of the matter is, is that praise is a very powerful weapon of warfare. Praise is an extremely powerful weapon of warfare. And this is what I want to focus on. This is the part of praise this morning that I want us to focus on. You see, praise does not only happen when something has happened. Praise also happens when we need something to happen. We need a miracle. We need a breakthrough. And so oftentimes we only want to celebrate before it happens, but God is saying in His Word clearly, listen, do it before the breakthrough and watch how I will give you the breakthrough. Now, I've given you reasons to shout. We'll show how that applies as we go on now. Take a look at this. Let's go to Isaiah 61, verse number 3. To console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. We can actually stop right there. The garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. It is a weapon. Praise has the ability to destroy the yoke that the enemy brings against you. Praise comes in to bring oppression and depression to hold you bound in a place. I mean, not praise, sorry. The enemy comes in. And what praise is, is it's a garment that you can put on to totally and utterly destroy that thing that the enemy is trying to do against you. The thing about praise is that when you're feeling or when you're being attacked by the enemy, I, I, I love the fact that the Bible uses the expression as a garment. Because it's kind of like if you go to your, your cupboard and you open your cupboard and there's the garment, it's going to do nothing for you unless you put it on. 
So if you're experiencing some kind of or some level of attack in your life right now or going through something right now, don't wait to praise God after you've had the breakthrough. Put that garment on. Put it on and begin to give Him praise. Begin to give Him a shout. Begin to give thanks to Him. Begin to dance before Him. And watch what He will do. Like I said, praise is like, is like is, is shouting, it's singing, it's, it's clapping, it's dancing, it's, it's, it's expressive. It's expressive. Which means that there is something that we are required to do. Praise is not going to be... Hallelujah. It's just not going to have any effect. But when you begin... You see, that's why the Bible enforces and, and over-iterates the fact that praise is an expression, that praise requires us to actually do something, to shout. It requires us to raise our hands. It requires us to include instruments because in that atmosphere of praise, things begin to shift. Things begin to change. And there is a garment, there is praise that is available to destroy what the enemy is trying to bring against you. but it must be put on so that you can experience your breakthrough. Don't only praise once you've had the breakthrough. You're missing it. You're not using one of your weapons of warfare if you're waiting for the breakthrough first. Praise Him before the breakthrough and watch what He does. That's how you get the breakthrough. Amen? All right. Watch this. Psalm 50 verse 23 says this, Whoever offers praise glorifies me. And to him who orders his conduct aright, I will show the salvation of God. The word salvation there is the word yes in Hebrew and it means deliverance. In other words, when you begin to praise, when you offer praises to God, there is deliverance, the garment of praise, praises. When you begin to sing praises in your distress, in your turmoil, in your storm, in that situation, if you're able to offer Him praises, there is deliverance on the other side of that. It's a powerful thing. So when you're sitting in your chair and someone's going, hallelujah, whatever they're doing, praise the Lord. And you're looking at them thinking, this person is totally crazy. You need to understand that something's busy happening. There's a breakthrough taking place. Years of addiction is being broken off that individual. And when you begin to praise and you can all of a sudden feel that something's changing, something's shifting, all of a sudden you want to shout a little louder. That's what praise has the ability to do. We see this in Scripture actually manifest in the natural in more than one occasion. But I'll give you two examples, two powerful examples. Let's take a look. The first one is from the New Testament. How we see men of God apply God's Word, simply apply His Word to their circumstances. And watch how God brings what He says He will do if you praise Him, which is deliverance. Paul and Silas are preaching in, in a city, and while they're busy preaching, there's this woman that's full of demons. And she's a woman that's, that, that operates by divination. She's a fortune teller. Absolutely, that's not the Spirit of God. Go to a fortune teller, you're messing with demons. Simply, that's how it is. 
And so Paul gets annoyed with her, turns around and commands the demon to come out of her. It does. Unfortunately, her bosses that are in charge of the city get really upset and throw Paul and Silas in prison because they can't make money off her anymore because the demon ain't giving her information no more. He's gone. And so while they're in prison, watch what happens. Acts 16 verse 23. And when they had laid many stripes on them, so I want you to see, first thing that happens to Paul and Silas is they go for some stripes. They get lashed. They threw them into prison, commanding the jailers to keep them securely. So listen, this was no joke. Extra security was placed on them. Having received such a charge, he put them into the inner prison. So they were put into the deep parts of this prison cell and fastened their feet in the, in the stocks, in those shackles. They were, they were shackled together. They're sitting in the inner parts. They've just been beaten. They've been lashed. They're, they're sitting in there. There's no reason to celebrate. Where is God? Right? I mean, that's how most of us would be. Not you, but you know, your neighbor, the person sitting next to you. They would be like that, but not you. And while they're in the prison, this is what happens. It says in verse 25, But at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. And the prisoners were listening to them. So I think the prisoners were, 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 were sitting there, and there's Paul and Silas in the inner parts of the cell, locked up in shackles. Most of the other guys probably aren't even in these kind of shackles, these things that are bounding them. And, and, they, and, and they're listening to them, singing to the Lord. You see, but you must understand that they understand something. Paul and Silas believe that God's word is true. That in the midst of, of when the enemy comes in like a flood, God will raise up a standard against him. They know because they have read the Bible. They've, they've read the, 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 the scriptures. They've read the, 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 the Torah. They know what happened when people praised before. They know what the Psalms say about praise. They know what's able to take place. And in the midst of their turmoil, in, in the midst of their, of their challenge, in the midst of their oppression, they begin to pray and they begin to praise and they begin to sing hymns and take a look at what happens. The Bible says suddenly, don't you just love those suddenlies in the Bible? Suddenly there was a great earthquake so that the foundation of the prison was shaken and immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's chains were loosed. Listen to me. Listen to me. When you praise, not only will God set you free, but He will also set those around you free. Your praise has the potential to loosen the chains of those around you. Your praise has the potential to loosen that bondage that's on your children. That pr your praise has the potential to set your spouse free. Come on, somebody, give the Lord a clap. Come on, somebody, have you got reason to shout? Now, before we go on, I must say this. It's very clear. No one can deny it. I've showed you. That praise is dancing, praise is shouting, praise is, and we'll go more into it this morning. You see, and what's happened in the church is that they've said, listen, we can't do that. You know, we need, we just, we need to be, we need to be quiet. You know, we need to be dignified. You know, we need to be in order. Listen, order doesn't mean what you think it does. Order means we do all things. Included in that is Praise. Do you really believe that if God has something that has the ability to set you free, that He would not want it to be included in church? 
This is the very place that we should do it. Yes, do it at home too, but you can do it in church too. Now listen to me, listen to me. That doesn't mean that you must arrive at church, ladies, in your tightest clothes and do a seductive dance because you ain't dancing for God when you do that. Amen. When you dance, when you sing, I'll show you in just a moment. If your motive is right, if your heart is pure, I want you to know God hears you. He sees you. He knows what you're going through. And if you want to provoke the devil to get so angry that he just takes a hike, just begin to praise God in your situation. Begin to praise God in your, your, in your moment of, of struggle and in your moment of oppression. Begin to praise Him. The devil can't take it. He cannot handle it. There's nothing more frustrating for the enemy when everything has come against you and you should be at that place where you're cursing God that you're busy going, hallelujah, I praise you, God. I worship you, God. I exalt you, Lord. You are my King. You are my God. I give thanks to your name. I exalt you. The devil's going, what must I do to this guy? And then God goes, you see, now let me give him breakthrough." prison, the earth began to shake. The prison gates opened. They tried their best to put them in the inner parts, the deepest parts of the prison. They couldn't break their spirits. Why? Because they knew who their God was. They knew what Scripture said. Now let's take a look at the next story. This is a really good one. We'll go to the Old Testament for this one. And the story is with Jehoshaphat. And Jehoshaphat is, 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 is being attacked by the Ammonites, the Moabites, and other armies, and it's a massive army that's coming against the, the, the children of Israel. And, and this, this army is so great that this battle seems impossible. And have a look at what Jehoshaphat does. Second Chronicles 20, verse 18. And Jehoshaphat bowed his head with his face to the ground once he knew what was coming. And all Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem bowed before the Lord, worshiping the Lord. Listen, they're about to be attacked, and they start worshiping. Then the Levites and the children of, 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 the, of the, the, Kothar, the Kothites and the children of the Korites stood up to praise the Lord of Israel with voices loud and high. Listen, listen, they're about to be attacked by a great big army. They're about to be attacked in a way that seems absolutely impossible. And they stand up and begin to praise. And listen, the Bible purposefully says, loud, loud. Didn't matter how dignified the guy in the back was, he got up too and was loud. Loud, the Bible says. Loud and high. So they rose in the morning and went out into the wilderness of Tekoa. And as they went out, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah, and the inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God, and you shall be established. Guys, this is so important. Look at what it says. Believe in the Lord your God, and you shall be established. Believe his prophets, and you shall prosper. Believe 
what has been written. Believe what has already taken place. God has delivered before He can deliver again. If His Word says this is what we need to do, let's give it a try because we might just have a breakthrough. So Jehoshaphat is saying, listen, I know things look really bad, but let's believe God. Let's believe the prophets. Let's believe what He has said. Now watch. And when he had consulted with the people, he appointed those who should sing to the Lord and who should praise the beauty of his holiness. And as they went out before the army, they were singing. Look at this. Praise the Lord for his mercy endures forever. You don't understand. You're missing it. I read the psalm to you just a little while ago where it says that you can praise the Lord for His mercy endures forever. You said to me, Pastor Alex, I don't have a reason to shout. I said, you do have a reason to shout. The Bible says, praise the Lord for His mercy endures forever. I explained to you that praise is deliverance, that praise brings deliverance. Now what's happening is the army is about to be defeated. Jehoshaphat says, take God on at His word. Believe what the prophets have said. And the army gets up and they begin to praise and they're praising this. They're saying what the Word of God says. Praise the Lord because His mercy endures forever. Do you want to know what happened? Do you want to know what happens? Let's take a look. Now when they had begun to sing and praise, the Lord set ambushes against the people of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir who had come against Judah and they were defeated. They were defeated. mercy and years for everybody. Listen, if you want to have, if you want God to do anything for you, you must have faith. If you say, you know, I believe God's word is true. I believe tithing is true. I'm going I'm to do it. If, if, you, if you take an envelope and it's empty, nothing will happen. But if you sow a seed, you might just see a breakthrough. If God's Word says when you are struggling, when there is heaviness, when there is an attack, if you praise Him, you will see breakthrough. Maybe you should try it. Maybe you should just give it a shot. Maybe you should sow a seed of faith by praising Him in the midst of your enemies. In the midst of the attack going on. The first service was loving this. What's going on with you guys? At this point, we were already having revival. Good form, good form. I received that. Do you see the power of praise? So powerful. If we surrender our hearts to Him, if we make a decision, listen, I'm making a decision today. I'm going to go to church. When I arrive at church, I'm going to praise the Lord. I'm going to raise my voice and sing to Him and exalt Him and magnify Him. I might even do a little dance. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Now, I want to give you just a few. I've already done this pretty much, but let's just have a look at a couple of things on how we should praise Him. Psalm 98, verse number four. Shout joyfully to the Lord. There's point number one. When you want to give Him praise, you can shout. All the earth break forth in song 
rejoices and sing praises. All of those things, all those things are bringing him praise. Shouting joyfully, breaking forth in song, rejoicing. All of those things are bringing praises to his name. Okay? Sing to the Lord with a harp, with the harp and the sound of psalms, with trumpets and the sound of horns. Shout joyfully before the Lord, the King. Psalm 150, verse number one. Praise the Lord. Praise God in His sanctuary. Praise Him in His... Let's let's just go back there. Praise the Lord. Praise God in His sanctuary. In His sanctuary. Praise Him in His mighty firmament. Praise Him for His mighty acts. Praise Him according to His excellent greatness. Praise Him with the sound of the trumpet. Praise Him with the lute and the harp. Listen to this. Praise Him with the timbrel and dance. So when you see someone in church dancing and you think there's something wrong with you, I want with them, I want to tell you that you might be the problem. They're just doing what the Bible says. It's not your, it's not their fault that you're too stiff to move. Amen. Don't get angry with me, guys. This is all in the Bible. I'm not making this up. You can go check. There they are. The scriptures are on the screen. So you can see that I'm actually reading the Bible. These are things that God wants us to do. Why? Because He knows that sometimes there's going to be heaviness. There's going to be oppression. You're going to be dealing with stuff. And there's something something available to to take you out of that. And that is praise. Praise is so powerful. Praise means that regardless of what's going on against you, you have said, I choose to believe that He is faithful, that He is good, that He is able, that His mercy will endure. No matter what happens in this situation, His mercy will endure forever. Amen. Praise Him with stringed instruments and flutes. I said in the first service, we need flutists. Please, if you play the flute, let us know. Praise Him with cymbals. Praise Him with clashing cymbals. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. God wants us to praise Him. And, you know, God wants us to praise Him when we're at home alone, when nobody's looking. Praise Him in your bedroom. Praise Him in your prayer room. Praise Him in your living room. Praise Him. And don't do it sitting down. Get up. Get out of that rut that you're in. Get out of that situation that you're struggling with and begin to give Him praise. Listen, I know many of you, you see the guys in the church get excited, they jump up and you look at them and go, oh my goodness, what's wrong with this crowd? I need to go back to that other church where they don't do that. No, listen, that's not where you need to be. You need to be right here. You need to be right here. Because maybe a little bit of praise will just shake that stuff off you. Maybe a little bit of shouting will just break that thing off you. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise is not always going to be, listen, I am so for order. I mean, it's really, I believe God sent me here to bring a balance. That's one of the reasons I believe He brought me here, to bring a balance, to bring order. But in the same breath, we don't throw away all the stuff he wants us to do. So now because one person acted like a lunatic, now we must throw praise out the door. That's exactly what the devil wants. 
don't worry, we'll deal with the lunatics. We'll handle them. But I want you to be able to to give Him praise. I said in the first service, we will do everything that we can as a church to create the atmosphere, to create an atmosphere where the band and the congregation is in unity. We, we don't want people to, to do their own thing. We want us to all come into unity so that we can raise our voices. We can play those instruments and worship God and give Him praise and exalt Him. And, and you know, during the break, God already gave me a strategy of something we're going to be doing. I can't wait. I'm not going to tell you. You have to wait. Okay? But I'm very excited. I can't wait to tell the band about it. But I want us to start our services with music beginning to just play, with the atmosphere beginning to build. That's, that's the clue. That's all I'm telling you. But, but when, we start, when, we, when we start our service, we must be ready to exalt Him. Listen, you might have had the worst week, the worst stuff happened, awful things, but you can walk into here and the atmosphere will be ready for you to just begin to shout to Him, to begin to give Him praise, to dance out of that situation. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody, give the Lord a shout. Come on, somebody, give the Lord a clap in this place. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You see, the problem is, is that over the years, there has been abuse. There has been abuse. People have a tendency to do this horrible thing called getting in the flesh. And the, the reason why is often is because they have their own agenda. And unfortunately, man is like that. So, you know, we just have to be gracious. Is that okay? But let me show you something from Scripture. Watch this now. Because the Bible speaks about an individual that gets undignified before the Lord. But I want you to see the heart behind it. Because if this truly is your heart, it doesn't matter what you do. Just keep your clothes on, okay? <laughs> Second Samuel 6, verse 14. Take a look at this. The ark is about to come into Jerusalem. You must remember, there's no one in this room that has walked the journey that David has walked. So you don't understand what he is experiencing when he's about to go into the city as king and the ark is coming in. Have a look at what happens. The Bible says in verse number 14, then David danced before the Lord, look at this, with all his might. With all his might. The Bible doesn't say David danced before the people. The Bible doesn't say he did this to impress anybody. It says he danced before the Lord. And if that's your attitude, when you come in to give Him praise, nobody can fault you. The Bible says He came in and He danced before the Lord. And I love this, with all His might. I guarantee you that all of heaven stopped to look at David. Can you imagine? Can you imagine what it must have been like to see this man that has been ordained and anointed as king and, and now his whole journey to this point was just one of absolute struggle. And even in his struggle, he had the ability to write the most beautiful psalms and sing the most amazing songs to God. And finally, finally what he's desired more than anything is happening and he cannot contain himself anymore. He has to praise 
And so he does with all of his might. I don't want to read everything to you. Let's just read it all. Is that okay? Okay. So David and all the house of Israel brought up the ark of the Lord with shouting and with the sound of the trumpet. They had reason to celebrate. Now, as the ark of the Lord came into the city of David, Michal, Saul's daughter, looked through the window and saw King David leaping and whirling. Look at this, look at this, before the Lord. And she despised him in her heart. Don't do it, guys. Don't do it if someone shouts a little louder. Don't do it if someone's just, 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 just don't leave them. Is that okay? You don't know what they've been through. You don't know where they come from. They may need this right now. Amen. And there's nothing wrong with it. It's in the Bible. It happens in the Bible. And he's leaping and whirling before the Lord. She despised him in heart. So they brought the ark of the Lord and set it in its place in the midst of the tabernacle that David had erected for it. Then David offered burnt offerings and peace offerings before the Lord. He was just so grateful. And when David had finished offering burnt offerings and peace offerings, he blessed the people in the name of the Lord of hosts. Then he distributed among all the people, among the whole multitude of Israel, that's a lot of people, both the woman and the men, to everyone a loaf of bread, a piece of meat, and a cake of raisins. So all the people departed, everyone to his house. Then David returned to bless his household. He's just full of joy. And Michal, the daughter of Saul, came out to meet David and said, How glorious was the king of Israel today, uncovering himself today in his eyes, and of himself today in the eyes of the maids, of his servants, as one of the base fellows shamelessly uncovers himself. So David said to Michal, it was before the Lord. He wasn't doing it to impress anyone. And look at what he says, who chose me instead of your father and all his house to appoint me ruler over the people of the Lord, over Israel. Therefore, I will play music before the Lord. And then watch what he says here. And I will even, I will be even more undignified than this. (laughs) And I will be humble in my own sight. Listen, guys, this is the king of Israel that made a decision to show the people that to be great, you need to be able to humble yourself. He wasn't worried about his reputation. All he could think about, I can only imagine, was how much he loved and cherished the Lord to bring him out of where he was and he had reason to celebrate. If that's why you praise, no one can fault you. But can I challenge you this morning? Do it. Make a decision. I know that not everybody is expressive and and no one can force you to do anything, but just give it a try. It doesn't have to be like the person next to you that's a little bit crazy. (laughs) Do it as you feel led, but make a decision to start giving Him praise. And don't tell me that shouting and dancing and being loud is not part of it because it clearly is. It clearly is. Is 
And the reason why is because it's the foolish things of God. It's the foolish things of God that will cause transformation and change. You have to be like a child to enter the kingdom of God. You see, you have to be able to humble yourself. It's not always easy. You know, I'm the great pastor. I can't dance, you know. I really can't. But let me tell you something. I'll dance before him. I'll dance before him. He knows how badly I dance, but I'll dance anyway. Because <laughs> it's not for anybody else. It's all for him. And know this, that dance and celebration and praise of God will take you right out of what you're dealing with right now. So let's all stand to our feet for just a moment. I'm going to pray. And once I'm finished praying, we are going to praise Him in this place this morning. We are going to lift our voices. And listen to me. Don't do it because you think it's the right thing to do. Do it because you decide in your heart to do it. And if you don't want to do it, then don't do it. But according to Scripture this morning, I have shown you from the Word of God that there is not one person in this building that hasn't got a reason to give Him praise. So let's, as a congregation, make a decision this morning to praise Him and exalt Him and magnify Him because He is worthy of it. And you know what? While you're doing it, something might just shift. Something might just change. So let's pray. Father, we just thank You that Your Word is so powerful, so true, Lord. Always transforming us. Always changing us. Oh God, we exalt you in this place. Lord, let us take lessons from the likes of David, who was willing, Lord, not to prove anything to anybody, just because he had a heart for you, Lord, and decided that, listen, when the ark's coming into Jerusalem, there is no way he was not going to dance for you. And so he made a decision to humble himself. Lord, let us take that posture. Many of us in this room are struggling with different things. Maybe even watching online, you might be struggling with stuff in your life. You might be struggling with addiction, with oppression, with something going on. I want to challenge you this morning. Give him praise. You saw what happened to Paul and Silas as they sang hymns and prayed to God in the midst of their their being locked up, how God shook the earth and opened the prison gates. You saw what happened to Jehoshaphat and Judah as they began to sing praises and declare the word of God, that he was great and greatly to be praised, that his mercy endured forever, that as they began to quote scripture, as they began to praise with all of their heart, that God honored and answered his word and absolutely defeated the enemy on their behalf. Lord, I pray that we will have a heart just like that, that we will do as Jehoshaphat said, Lord, as the prophets have spoken. Let us believe God. Let us believe you, Father, at your word. You are great and greatly to be praised. So this morning, it is our pleasure. It is our honor, God, to lift our voices and to exalt you and praise you. Come on, let's give the Lord our highest praise this morning. Come on, let's give him a shout this morning. Come on, just shake it all off this morning. Shake off that oppression. Oh God, we exalt you. We magnify you. Come on, give him a shout. That's, not, that's nothing. Come on. Come on, give him your highest praise. 
Oh God, we praise you. Oh God, we exalt you. We magnify you. We worship you in this place. You are great and greatly to be praised. Come on, one more time. Give him a shout. Give him a shout. Come on, give him a shout. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, we give you praise, God. We give you praise, God. Your word is true and living. And I give you thanks for every person in this building, Lord. Let us not leave the same way. Let us have a different attitude towards praise. Don't let the garment stay in dormant. But let us put it on, Lord. Let us put it on, God. Surely you are worthy. Yes, Lord, you are so worthy of our praise. I give you thanks for every precious life in this building. Lord, I pray that this word will pierce their hearts. They will never forget it. and That they will draw near to you, Father. Lord, as always, we give you all of the glory and the honor and the praise. Now I pray that the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that the love of the Father and the fellowship with the Holy Spirit be with each and every one of you as you leave this place this morning. Go in the joy and the peace of God. In Jesus' name, amen.